Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. The national record for people on trolleys has been broken twice recently in University Hospital Limerick with 111 patients on trolleys yesterday. Mary Fogarty is Assistant Director of Industrial Relations with the INMO and uh, she's been on with us many times over the years on this subject and she's back with us this morning. Good morning to you, Mary. Good morning. Um, It does seem like a shame that here we are again. I don't know if the hopes of some improvements and the 100 beds had given you a view that we mightn't be, but here we are. Yeah, it is, it is a shame and it's disheartening that the staff and the patients and the wider Midwest community deserve an awful lot better than what is happening at the present time. There was hope that the 100 additional beds would bring some uh, alleviation of the difficulties in University Hospital Limerick, but they haven't. And in fact, the situation is much worse and it is out of control. And we have written to the Minister for Health, to the, to, to the HSE and to HICWA to undertake reviews because our members will tell us very clearly that even if the, ne- the next tranche of beds of 98 beds go in there, the same problems will arise. Right, that's important to point out that th- there was 100, but that's separate to this almost 100 beds that are planned. And, and when are they due to come online, Mary? Well, we don't under- know exactly when they're due to come online. We know that some planning has gone in and we have heard recently that it won't be the full um, 98 beds. It'll be probably less than that. But we don't have any detail from the hospital on those plans. Um, what's more of concern is, is the hospital being able to manage patient flow through the, through the site and out to the other hospitals in the region. And certainly we know there's huge demand on the University Hospital Limerick, um, particularly with COVID. But even aside from COVID, this hospital has always been um, very, um, has always had difficulty in terms of managing patient flow. So we believe that an inquiry is required, that the, the barriers to patient flow within the hospital and the admission and discharges at the hospital need to be very closely examined to ensure that the hospital is functioning effectively. Um, if memory serves, you have asked HICWA to uh, inquire into this in the not-too-distant past, but it hasn't happened. Correct. Um, HICWA initially advised us that they would be awaiting the um, opening of the 100-plus new beds there last January. And subsequent to that, when we wrote to them, they were um, advising us that because of COVID and of assurances they had received from management that the matter was um, not in their remit to, to, to look at at the moment. They have advised us yesterday that they are closely monitoring the situation at the hospital and will consider the most effective and appropriate course of action that they may take in the near future. Mm. We're chatting to Mary Fogarty, who's Assistant Director of Industrial Relations with the INMO in the Limerick region. Does it frustrate your members when you hear the almost telephone numbers that some people um, high up in the HSE and the Department of Health in Dublin are earning? Well, our members, and to be fair, never really comment on those issues to me. Uh, I suppose their main concern is their ability to deliver good quality care to their patients. And their main concern that they raise with me is that patients are compromised um, when this level of overcrowding is in place. And we also have COVID um, prevalent, very prevalent at the present time, high levels of hospital-acquired COVID infections. And we've had significant numbers of outbreaks in University Hospital Limerick. And it would be silly for anybody to think that overcrowding is not a contributory factor. Right. COVID likes crowded areas. We all know that. Yes. 
one other thing, of course, because, you know, this is a whole care scenario and uh, we heard before a Dáil and Shannon committee yesterday that there is a crisis among GPs, you know, who would be the front line of defence and might help situations where people may think they need to go uh, to the hospital but actually can be cared for at home or in the community. But we know full well including in Limerick, it's taking longer to get into GPs. There are fewer of them. Those who qualify a lot seem to go abroad. And it looks like we could end up in a situation where there are people listening to this show this morning in maybe East County Limerick or West County Limerick, and eventually they may have to come into big practices in Limerick City and be waiting quite a long time to meet a different GP each time. So there, there is a, a whole um, range of issues here. There are, and certainly the um, difficulty in terms of recruiting and retaining GPs in the Irish Health Service is a problem. What we're dealing with here in University Hospital Limerick are the patients who more than likely have already been seen by their GP and deemed to need to attend at the hospital and have been seen by a hospital doctor, a doctor within the hospital who deems them to need an admission to, to a bed. So there's a block then because that patient can get a bed because other patients can't or aren't discharged from service. Right. So, there, you know, it, 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 it's a huge complex issue. It does need now robust, um, clear scrutiny around how this situation can be resolved. Mary Fogarty, um, the INMO trolley watch said 111 patients on trolleys at UHL yesterday. Yeah. Hospital management were saying 73. Can you explain yeah. the disparity? I can. Hospital management, um, unfortunately, don't count every patient who lies on a trolley. They deem that some patients who are on a trolley in a cubicle are in a designated bed area. But the agreement we have with the HSE and the Department of Health going back many, many years is that every patient who's on a trolley admitted and waiting a bed is deemed to come into the catchment of the, of, of the figure. So we've never changed how we count them. We don't count up any patient who's not in an appropriate um, bed on a ward, so maybe on a bed in a day ward. We don't count those. We only count patients on trolleys, be they in a cubicle in the ED, on a corridor, or wherever else the, car, the, the, the trolley is placed. Yeah. So you could, you could you, you, I mean, you could even ask patients or their families, you know, where have they lay for the last number of hours or days? it'll be a trolley. There's a big difference between a trolley and a bed, Joe. Now, we heard a senior manager in Dora Doyle yesterday say, look, this is not about external inquiries or reviews. This is about bed capacity, and he was pointing to the 98 beds that you mentioned, and the extra pressure of COVID. If that weren't there, we would already have seen the impact of the 100 beds that went in a year ago. Well, it's, it's, it's about all of those things. It's not one single issue with causing the overcrowding. Certainly COVID is putting a high demand on beds at the hospital, but we also have had an additional 100 beds. No other hospital in the country has received that level of investment in the last 12 months. So it's surely meant to make some difference. I mean, we know that with COVID, trolley numbers won't eradicate overnight in Limerick, but we certainly and management had expectations that we would never see the figures that we saw previously, and now we're seeing higher figures. Mm. Uh, have you noticed, or your members noticed, any difference since the lifting of restrictions was announced by the Taoiseach on Friday night in and around the ED and the hospital? Um, our members haven't advised us of that. I don't think they've noticed any, any difference in respect of the lifting of restrictions. We haven't been advised of that. 
Okay. Uh, and just some of the reaction we're getting from Limerick Today listeners on our Facebook page. Uh, Vivian says, our feelings won't matter because it won't change this situation. Uh, it's hardly new under the sun now, is it, Joe? Uh, and may God not let me find myself again in a situation demanding of being taken to hospital. I was up there last year and all I can say is simply horrible and the horrible is in capitals. Mary says, uh, what does it matter what we think? It won't change a thing. If they opened Ennis and Nina, they wouldn't have this problem. Uh, Bernie says, uh, what is going on? Stay safe, everyone. Uh, Melissa says, opinions are irrelevant. It won't change a thing, Joe. It's been the same for years and years. Close the small hospitals and have everyone going to the same place? No wonder it's so busy. Most people could be treated quickly and sent on their way if they were using other hospitals in the region, the Ennis's, the Nina's, the St. John's. The situation will never change. Well, I'm sure uh, that it will be pointed out that for minor injuries and the like, those hospitals are available, but certainly not for emergency department care that is exclusive to University Hospital Limerick and Dura Doyle. Karen says, why don't the government sort it out? It's hard on the staff and patients. How come they aren't running out of trolleys? What would they do if there was a fire? This needs to be sorted. Open up the ones that are closed. It's ridiculous. Um, Evelyn says, every year it's the same story. We beat the previous record. This is going on long before COVID and should have been sorted out years ago. Uh, it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and Bernie says, you're going around in circles asking about this, Joe. It will not change. It's like this for years. Uh, the country um, is where we are with our health system. What will be done? Zero, says Bernie, and that's just some of the opinion, but it is reflective, I think, of what people feel to be the situation. I know the Taoiseach has made certain commitments on this uh, over the last couple of days under questioning from local TDs, uh, Mary Fogarty. But it is entirely understandable that many of our listeners believe that this is almost baked in, as they'd say in American politics, and that people know it is what it is. And it doesn't really seem to have much impact on um, wider public opinion at election time, for example. Well, I certainly think at the present time there are um, political uh, moves to try and maybe uh, support the hospital. I mean, a number of TDs have been in contact with us and I know that they have raised it in the doll. Um, look, this situation has gone on for way too long. Um, the hospital does need additional bed capacity. There is no doubt about that. Uh, the, the reduction in the, in the outlying hospitals in the last 10 years has had an impact because they lost acute beds. But this hospital needs to be supported. It needs reviews done to put in place robust structures to support staff and the patients who attend to the hospital to ensure that this problem will go away. Because if they aren't done, if that isn't done, this problem will continue in University Hospital Limerick. Finally, can you give any assurances to people listening this morning who may today, tomorrow, the day after, or their family or friends have no option but to go to the emergency department at University Hospital Limerick, that what's happening there will not have an impact on their care or the positive outcome of that care? Well, certainly anybody who needs to, excuse me, who needs to attend in an emergency department should attend. I mean, that goes without, without saying. The staff there, the nurses, the doctors, support staff, all do their best to ensure that they can deliver quality service to the patients. But it is not possible, Joe, to do that when you have gross overcrowding. It is not possible to observe and monitor patients as closely as you would, you would need to. It's an extremely difficult environment to work in. And does that mean then that inevitably some patients will have worse outcomes? Well, well we know that. And then research would, would evidence that, that where you have overcrowding, you do have delays in care, you do have um, poor outcomes for some patients. But that is evidenced and, and that is well known. So we, we know that that is happening.
And yet all of us, you know, people listening this morning, um, people like yourself and people that you know through work and, and then through our lives have been asked to make enormous sacrifices over the last two years to protect people's health, to protect the health service. But you're saying that there's this ongoing issue which is very bad at the moment and it is possible that someone goes in there and gets a worse outcome because of the current scenario. Absolutely. Our our, our members would tell us that regularly, that they have grave concerns regarding their ability to provide appropriate care for patients. And and doctors, etc. would tell us that. Can you understand why people don't get more angry about that? I can, to a point, understand, because people are at a very vulnerable stage in their life. If you're attending an an emergency department, if you're critically unwell, you've had a road traffic accident, you know, you're not thinking about the bigger picture. You're just thinking of getting through this episode um, in your life and and, and moving moving out. But, I mean, people have, over the years, been very um, exercised about the situation in Limerick. There have been protests. There have been many um, demonstrations, and we've had them ourselves at the hospital but I don't believe anything is going to change there unless there's a political will to support the hospital, to do um, a, a review of patient management uh, systems in the hospital. Additional bed capacity is certainly required. Maybe expansion in St. John's, Ennis or Nina, to bring one of them up to a Model 3 hospital. And all of those issues are there, but the core fundamental issue is that 100 additional beds in Limerick 12 months ago has made no difference. In fact, the situation is worse. Okay, do you have a trolley number for this morning, finally? Not, not yet, Joe. We don't have them yet. Okay. All right, well, we'll report that on Live 95 News later in the day. Listen, thank you as always for your time. We appreciate it. That's uh, Mary Fogarty, Assistant Director of Industrial Relations with the INMO in the Limerick region. Call Limerick today now on 46 19 95.